Welcome to The Blacklist, the show where we interview the elite to see how they got to power and how they stay in power. Right now, we have my man, Paul Alex, in the house. And bro, for people that don't know you, like, give yourself an introduction. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, my name is Paul Alex. I, uh, basically, 9 to 5 to entrepreneur, man. I yeah. used to be in law enforcement, and I transitioned to entrepreneurship. Uh, and it's a sort of funny story. Uh, basically, I started out with a side hustle. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what ATMs are. Yep. You see in the gas stations, liquor stores, all that jazz, automated teller machines. Um, I sort of like dislike when people go and say ATM machines, but why? No. Why, <laughs> dude? Because it's like the acronym is automated teller machine, I and then people it. always say ATM machines. Yeah, but I get it. Um, so at the end of the day, I ended up doing the side hustle while I was a detective. I was in law enforcement for about seven years. Five out of those years, I was doing detective work, dude. Yep. Like everything you can think of uh violent suppression gangs narcotics uh special victims and then ultimately uh towards the last years of my law enforcement career i ended up uh going inside the building and i don't know what it is man i always had that entrepreneurship spirit yeah and i was just like i gotta do something else i gotta do something else so i ended up looking at atms started as a side hustle build my own business, tangible business yep. in the San Francisco Bay Area, and ultimately turned that into a digital marketing business, and now we're here. I mean, yeah, you say it so casually, but dude, you're, you're, you're pretty big now. And then I think the biggest thing is, when I've spoken to you, um, it, it wasn't even that far along. Like, I feel like you're just, like, kind of starting, but, like, you're so big already. Like, how many years have you been doing the ATM stuff? Man, the ATM stuff, so the tangible business side, yeah. it's uh, close to six years now. Okay, got the it. The digital business side of it, it is close to 19 months. Which is which you're crushing, by the way, <laughs> for people that, that don't know. He's playing it off casually. He's fucking crushing it. Like, I, I like to tell people I'm still a rookie in the game, dude. Like, I like to keep it low-key. I've always been low-key, man. Yeah. It's just at the end of the day, I'm going to put my head down and just work. Yeah. You know? Now, let me ask you, um, you know, when you kind of left law enforcement and you did the ATMs, there's like a bajillion things you could have chose. Why an actual physical, like, you know, I think that's like, yeah, that's like more physical, right? You're, you're doing digital stuff now, but why ATMs? It's a tangible business. It's old school. If uh, whoever's watching this right now, whoever will watch this, yeah. I'm currently 34. Yeah. I'm about to be 35, like in a few months, man, like in, in Q4 and then January, Capricorns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could go ahead and uh, I'll turn 35 and you know, my 20s passed by, man. Yeah. And I'm still old school. I still like talking face-to-face. -face. I'm, I'm a people's person. I mean, I, I was in corporate sales. I, uh, I was a case agent for, like, hundreds of cases in law enforcement. And I love to just mentor and actually nurture uh, somebody brand new, somebody brand new that actually wants to learn. Right. So, ultimately, like, digital marketing was just the right fit because I wasn't on social media for, like, six, seven years, man. Yeah. And once I hopped on, I hopped on Facebook out of all the social media sites, right? Everybody's like, Facebook? Right. What the hell are you talking about, right? Yep. And to be honest, man, it was the best thing I did. I stuck to Facebook. I learned it. And I grew a business my very first year doing digital marketing with ATMs yeah. uh, to 1.7 mil. Yep. And the second year, now we're closing in at six, dude. Yeah. So it's crazy. I mean, I think what's, yeah, I think what's crazy is like people are in digital marketing for years and don't hit that number, right? So what are you doing that's different? So, yeah, I, I hear that all the time. I yeah. hear that all the time. Um, I, I love to network. 
I mean, this, this is basically how we met, man. Yep, yep. Uh, you, your net worth is your network, or your network is your net worth, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, man, um, I think what is working for me is, one, the personal experience. Um, you have to be very sociable. Some of the biggest marketers out there, the Ty Lopez's, uh, the Tanner Chisters, the yeah. Alex Ramonzi's, all these giants in the digital marketing game, right? Um, Andrew Tate. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Which he's doing like an interview today. Um, they get thousands and thousands of viewers, but it's because they are out there. They are not scared to put themselves out there. And at the end of the day, when I was in law enforcement, I was already confident. I, I mean, I came from sales. When yeah. you're in sales, you have to be confident. You have to be a people's person. You have to be able to like communicate, man, build a yeah. foundation, right? So when I transitioned to law enforcement, it pushed me up a little bit more because I had to be confident in front of these older. Uh, guys and gals in law enforcement, they looked at me as a baby cop. And they were yeah. like, dude, you don't have no experience. And I was like a detective, like my second year in law enforcement. And they were like, dude, what experience do you know? And they used to give me a ton of shit, dude. Yeah. Seriously. This is like full transparency. They used to give me so much shit. They're like, what do you know, dude? Like, sit back, junior, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I got here for a reason. Yeah, right? true. And without name dropping like the department I was, but it was like <laughs> one of the most dangerous towns, you know? It's crazy for anybody that knows me. Yeah. But, with that being said, man, I learned from personal experience. I learned how to communicate and ultimately life lessons, right? My ATM business, uh, when I first started it six years ago, I started with six ATMs. Three out of the six didn't do well, but I like ATMs yeah. because they're floating assets and floating assets to me, man, it's so different from like real estate, yeah. so different from any other assets. And the reason why is because you're able to take the actual tangible business that you're actually able to feel and you're able to move it to another location. It's going to generate you passive wealth. Yeah. And it's infinity banking. That's what I like to call it, dude. I ultimately build uh, a passive income uh, stream for myself while I was in law enforcement to take care of my bills. Yep. And then ultimately I was able to walk away. I was able to walk away. Dude, I was driving in a brand new Porsche Panamera. People thought I was a drug dealer while yeah. I was in law enforcement. They were like, dude, how can you afford that? That's a $100,000 car. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? The reason why I can afford that is because I actually started a business. That's true. That's true. So for people that don't know the business model, though, absolutely. why is it passive? How does this work? Yeah, it's, it's very simple. So for anyone that doesn't know ATMs, okay, Basically, <laughs> I have to explain it like I'm, I'm going to explain it to a fifth grader right now. Good, because they're, they're hearing you right oh, now. Oh, they're no. listening. And it's all good. <laughs> you know, I, 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 love, I love actually uh, speaking to the public and actually educating them on the ATM business. But ultimately, what it is is with ATMs, okay? You buy your ATM from a manufacturer. It's very yep. simple. You're an independent ATM deployer, okay? okay? Now, you're in competition with the banks. Okay? Why? Think about it like this. The banks, how do they make their money? Because they uh, keep yours and they use it. Yes, exactly, my man. So they keep yours, yep. they use your money, and then ultimately they are uh, collecting the interest. So they're giving people out the loans. So right. now you are the bank. You're mm. able to go ahead and use the money. I know everybody has $1,000 in their bank account at minimum in 2022. And if you don't, hey, Look at where you're at in your life right now. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But if you have $1,000, <laughs> you could put that $1,000 in a little machine, which I call your employees, mm -hmm. and it makes actual interest for you every single day. Yeah. Okay? So anytime that somebody uses the actual ATM, your ATM at your location, then you're making 3 to $5 per transaction, per client. If you get 10 clients, guess what? 
that's fifty dollars a day. Yeah. What's that? What's that times thirty? That's a that's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. What can the average American right now do with fifteen hundred dollars in additional passive income where they have they don't have to actually be there twenty four seven? Right. Food, rent. There's like so much shit. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Now multiply one, two, three, four, five, six, even ten ATMs. That's true. Okay, what you're going to spend, if anybody is in real estate right now as an investor, okay, you're going to drop at minimum 50 grand right now, especially because real estate and inflation is crazy. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you could drop the same amount, but now you have a fleet of employees. Yeah. And you can make so much more money. But I, I guess, like, that's great. So how does it work then for people that are, you know, like, they have to kind of go to these ATMs, refill them, and if they're in different locations— because, uh, you know, with real estate, you can hire a property manager to kind of manage your properties. How does it work like with the ATM stuff? Phenomenal question, man. So in ATMs, okay, uh, in the industry, there is a third-party service called Vaulters. Okay. Basically, it's going to be another independent ATM deployer, and they're going to actually go ahead and refill your ATMs for you. Now, let's say, for example, you're killing the game, dude. You have a thousand, you're making a thousand dollars in net profit from a liquor store. Man, you're pumped. You're like, yeah, I'm doing my thing, right? Well, guess what? You could pay that Volter, that third party service, a dollar per transaction. So they get $300. Now you're left with $700 every single month. And guess what? You're sleeping. You're in Vegas. You're at the pool party. You're doing whatever you want, how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to live the life in your own terms. Yep. That is crazy. And I think crazy. that's a big hack. And and a lot about this show, The Blacklist, is all about like living like living life in luxury, how to find these hacks and stuff like that. So if you can and if you know of one off the top of your head, what's another hack that people could use um, that revolves around the industry that you're in? Because that's a huge one, I feel like. Right? It's basically hands off stuff. Um, you you now have told everybody that's listening how to get ATMs and then uh, uh, or basically how to essentially kind of give it away where it's, 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 it's passive, right? Absolutely. So what's another hack um, that you would recommend? Other hack. Let's say you don't have any money to start this business, which I think is uh, one of the, the biggest yeah. questions I get. Like, this is going to be a good one. Whose money goes into the actual ATM? What's well, yeah. actually, number one, it's your money, right? But two, let's say you don't have the cash. Let's say you don't have an extra five to ten grand to actually put inside the ATM. Well, guess what? Go call your best friend. He's your best friend. She's your best friend. Oh, okay. Well, best friends, they help each other out. They help each other level up. So at the end of the day, I want a best friend that's actually going to help me make some money. I want a family member that's going to help me make some money. So, hey, let me get a five to $10,000 loan. Let's make some money together. I'll go put the location. I'll go install the ATM. Yes, I'm the main business owner, but now you're coming in as an investor and it's completely passive to you. All you have to do is just connect your bank accounts and boom, they're getting passive income every single month. I'm going to ask you a specific now. What percentage are you going to give to that investor? And what percentage should you give to the actual business that you're placing the ATM for? How much should you keep? Absolutely. So that's going to vary depending on location. Now, the average that you're going to give to the actual location is about 25%. Really? Yes, it's about 25%. But with that being said, it varies. We've landed clients of mine, nightclubs, man, where the owner's like, dude, I just want somebody to load the machine, to maintain it, and to make sure that's stocked up. Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's big business for nightclubs. It's big business oh, for huge. cash-driven businesses. So at the end of the day, if they find somebody who is uh, very uh, transparent, has the integrity, and is able to actually provide quality service, that's what they want. 
They're not greedy. Yeah. We're a business owner. We're about good business, right? Yep. Now, for that investor, usually, let's say you're charging $3 a transaction. Well, that's going to be 33% because you're giving a dollar per transaction. In California, my friend, I was charging anywhere between $350 to $5. Yeah. I just took out $100 at, uh, what is it, the Aria. Yeah. Okay? And they charged $10. What the fuck? <laughs> Ten dollars. It's gonna be in my story. Yeah. If you guys are not following me, IG Paul Alex Espinosa. I'm telling you right now, check my story. It's gonna be on there, guys. Uh, yeah, I got charged ten dollars. Damn, you, you're gonna start charging ten dollars on all your ATMs. We'll, we'll see, we'll yeah, see yeah. man. Hey, inflation's happening, right? Yeah. So everybody's <laughs> price is gonna go up. At the end of the day, you gotta charge too. Yeah. I'm not scared to charge. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, not you know, now to think about it. Um, okay. So for people that are interested, they usually hit you up, and then what? You, you kind of help them find the locations and you know what locations are you currently using that are really hot right now i'm assuming strip clubs nightclubs barber shops right anything that's cash based uh what else absolutely so you got nail salons you got convenience stores liquor stores and this is for everybody that's watching this they're like oh that guy's probably full of shit uh with covid we ain't touching atms we ain't using atms well <laughs> this is what i got for you whoever's listening okay um actually during covid the percentage of atms being used actually went higher what? My business actually went higher by 32%. And the reason why is because they were in actual essential businesses. Now, cops, nurses, you know, all that jazz first responders, they're essential workers, right? Yeah. Well, there is essential businesses. You, you had everybody and their mom trying to buy toilet paper up, the waters and, and shit, right? So at the end of the day, it's like they had to use ATMs. And guess what? The ATMs were at the liquor stores. Everybody was at home. And guess what? In California, dispensaries were legalized, right? So what do you think everybody's doing at home? They're buying booze and they're smoking weed. That's so, true. So at the end of the day, guess what? By federal law, marijuana's throughout the United States, it's still illegal. So banks, mm -hmm. they can't really do business with the actual dispensaries. So you provide the money. So guess what? We're monopolizing by putting ATMs in the game. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's powerful. That's a crazy hack for people listening. That's insane. <laughs> I'm going to continue asking questions so I can do it. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, that's phenomenal. Okay. So, uh, another thing that I was thinking about is, uh, and this is just off the top of my head, but Absolutely. are you familiar with like life insurance, like also becoming your own bank and stuff like that too, or no, man, a little I, bit. I got so many people hitting me up for that because they're like, dude, put us in with your, like, uh, with your crowd and you know, we could be your bank or whatnot. I'm not that familiar with it, to be honest. See, uh, when, when I enter entrepreneurship, yeah, I'm a very simple person, right? And I'm like, hey, <laughs> what makes money? <laughs> Let's whatever makes money, whatever's working, like my bread and butter. That's yeah. what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not going to mess with it. You know, I had a mentor who said, don't fuck with it. Yeah. Right. If it's working, don't mess with it. And I think a lot of us, we get in our head, man. And I love this saying, it's you versus you. Right. Right. It goes right. with everything, man. So I stuck with ATMs. My COO for the company ATM together. He's actually a crypto millionaire. Yeah. And he was also from the police. But I brought him over, and I gave him a way bigger salary. He was just like, oh, what's up? You know? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, he's what he, he is who educated me in crypto. But with the life insurance, I haven't networked in that, in that space yet. No, yeah. I'm just thinking off the top of my head because I'm like, fuck, you could do this. You could do that, you know. No, yeah. Um, absolutely. Crazy. So you help people place these then? Yes. For them. Um, yes. And that's kind of life-changing for a lot of 9-to-5ers, I feel, I feel like, right? Absolutely, man. Because you were once a 9-to-5er, so you mm -hmm. definitely, I mean, obviously, your life changed completely. Yeah. Um, what transformation do people hear that, that are from 9-to-5 that do work with you? What transformation do they have? 
Oh, it's, it's amazing, man. I mean, ultimately, as an entrepreneur, you grow, right? And as far as your mindset, at the end of the day, when you come to, from the nine to five and all you can think about is like, I need to make more money, you know? Yeah. And then once you have the money and you start buying like the toys, you start taking care of your family, you know, you got to really know your why. And my why is my family, you know? Like, I want to take care of them, you know, especially coming from a Hispanic family. My mom did everything for me. Yeah. You know, she hooked me up. So I'm, I'm going to break my back for her. But yeah. with that being said, money doesn't fulfill me anymore. Like, it really doesn't. It's just a number. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can keep getting more money and more money and more money. And it's just a number. You know, you're just like, okay, cool. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's get the bag, right? Yeah. So now the fulfillment is actually helping other folks. I think it's cool that I can help nine to fivers, which we've helped a little bit over 1,200 clients nationwide now. Damn. Find locations and install their own personal ATMs. It's pretty cool. In under like 19 months? Under 19 months, man. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's been insane. We've been grinding, man. Yeah. It basically went from like a one-man team to 15 employees now. We just hired our newest employee yesterday yeah. while I was like here in Vegas. It was insane. Yeah. But so you hired him here? Like I, no, I just oh. jumped on Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, that is crazy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I love the internet, man. Because at the end of the day, like I used to, like when I was on the internet back in the day, like seven years ago, yeah. I'm aging myself, but yeah. it was MySpace. You know, there, it wasn't like this whole thing about like entrepreneurship and learning these life skills. It was more like, Hey, here's my song. Here's, you know, here's me and, and all that. Yeah. So, you know, it's good. We're, we're, we're living in a great opportunity right now to make money. And I think it's the easiest time to make money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I want to transition to the digital stuff then. Sure. Because that's a lot of clients in, in 19 months, you know? So how did you learn that re relatively quickly? Did you hire the right people? Did you just dive all in? Because, um, that's fast, you know, that's fast and, and people, take a lot of time to learn how to acquire a customer like yeah walk me through that absolutely uh some of the best entrepreneurs that i've met that i follow on socials they make fast decisions yeah and what i've learned is i've automated my entire life just like how i help people automate passive income i automate my chores i automate who babysits my dog i automate my dry <laughs> cleaning it's funny but i mean it's true i mean you can you can ask anybody who knows me man yeah absolutely everything so i could focus on my business so i invested ten thousand dollars in myself and it sounds cliche but it all came from a book man so i read a book it ended up being a book funnel i <laughs> i i got i got on a sales call with like a sales guy he i mean he closed me it is what it is yeah but it was like the best thing that ever happened in my life so once I got down with the first program, I made my first 3000 5000 6000 online. And I was just like, man, how can I scale up to make 100000 like the rest of these guys? There's nothing special about nobody else. Yeah. You know? I was like, I got the same skills. So then I thought outside the box, and I refined my offer, refined my offer, bought some more programs. $100,000 later, invested in myself. Hey, man, what? I don't know, like I 50x that? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. But like $5 million later, hey, now we're here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn, dude, that's crazy. All right, so um, one piece, like, give your last final nugget, um, and then we'll close up shop. But what's one final nugget for people that are listening right now that are, you know, working the 9 to 5 that they see you, they see that you did it, what can you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't care about what anybody thinks about you because at the end of the day, I think now with society, everybody's, like, so stuck with, like, their appearance, the way that they look in front of strangers, but to be honest, that's what holds a lot of us back. Yeah. At the end of the day, like when I used to try to talk to my coworkers, and these are grown men and women in law enforcement, right? Been at the job for like 10, 15, 20 years. They're like, no, you know, I'm too old for that. That's a young person's thing. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? You, that means you want to stay here for another 15 years? 
You have a messed up back? You you deal with mental problems and all that? It's just like, nah, who who cares about these people? Yeah. Get it. Get your bag. Yeah. You know, when, when we, we did your mastermind, man, um, the speeches that I heard, man, I just resonated so much with them. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's you versus you. And hey, time is now. Life is short. Yeah. That's what I got. Dude, you crushed it. So where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at www.atmtogether.com and follow me on Instagram, Paul Alex Espinosa. That's with a Z at the end, guys. That's it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, dude. You crushed it. Thanks, brother.